Welcome to the Enliven Beverage Deal Podcast, where we're all about saving and making you money by taking both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership and by leveling the playing field when it comes to negotiating your beverage contracts. I'm your host, Tim Harms. We've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned. Great to be back for another episode of the Enliven Beverage Deal podcast. Today we're welcoming Martin Strobel, the airport practice leader at Enliven. Martin, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. I got a question for you. What is your favorite David versus Goliath story? What's your favorite story of the little guy? Boy, that's a tough one. There are um, so many great stories that are kind of uh, based on that, you know, the little guy who struggles and comes along and, um, you know, is able to overcome all odds. You know, it's, it's interesting. My first thoughts go to, um, you know, all the great boxing movies, you know, the Rocky oh, yeah. and the Cinderella Man and, and uh, you know, those, those movies like that. But, but boy, what a, what a great set of stories that come from um, you know, come from that David Goliath uh, story. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of times it's, you think it's just the story of America, you know, where, you know, a bunch of uh, ragamuffins you know, <laughs> stand up to, to King George. That's right. Yeah, uh, my mind is this, this will give you a peek into my world. Uh, my mind right now, just because we're reading this before bedtime with our daughter, Delphi puts on her ballet shoes and goes to ballet school. And she is transported magically to Enchantia, where she gets to save princesses. So what's better than ballet school and uh, magic world of princesses? We're fighting evil King Rat right now. <laughs> uh, well, today we are talking about the little guys, and specifically uh, how beverage deals can help small businesses. And we think about, you think about Coke, you think about Pepsi, you think about Dr. Pepper. I mean, huge behemoth companies. It's not always intuitive to think that beverage deals would help out the small, small business, um, but you're actually here to, to share with us four reasons why small businesses do indeed benefit and uh, can actually get ahead by partnering with uh, a big beverage company. Can you walk us through those four reasons? Yeah, and, and really what um, I think one of the things people need to realize about and we call them concessionaires or merchants, um, it is a tough business. You know, mm-hmm. they are, uh, whether it's a news and gift stand or a restaurant, um, you know, business is really difficult. And, and, you know, prior to COVID-19, it was hard. A lot of competition, a lot of requirements uh, on uh, merchants um, from airports. Um, you know, they can be very, very profitable, though. So. You know, the, the big guys, uh, the global concessionaires, you know, they are making hundreds of millions, you know, up until this year, we're making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, but a lot of times that, you know, as you said, David versus Goliath, the David, you know, the small local operator uh, or the smaller regional operator, um, a disadvantaged business, an ACDBE concessionaire. Uh, oftentimes doesn't have the resources that a global concessionaire has um, in order to you know make their business work at an airport, and so um, what we have been focused on, and it's really a direction from our airport prospects and clients, is 
you know, we've got to protect these smaller concessionaires. You know, in no way can a beverage deal or a pouring rights agreement negatively impact the financial condition of merchants. Um, and so we really, we've really been focused on that. And, and there, it's kind of been distilled down to four key categories. One is uh, cost of goods, you know, the, the product cost of beverages. So that's the first. The second is service uh, to make sure that their service stays as high quality as it can. The third is equipment. And then the fourth is, is increasing their sales through marketing. Um, and, and so let me, I mean, the first one is when we do an RFP for pouring rights at an airport, uh, one of the first things that we'll tell the beverage companies is that they have to match the lowest uh, invoice price at an airport. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and again, we're talking, this is just about wholesale pricing. Often, sometimes people will get a little bit confused between a wholesale price. That's the price the merchant pays for a case of Coca-Cola or a case of, of Pepsi. Um, they, the beverage companies have to match the lowest prices uh, that are available to any concessionaire. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, is that a smaller concessionaire who doesn't have the global volume of, say, a Host or a Hudson or a Parities or a SSP or, or one of those folks, um, that smaller concessionaire is going to get the same pricing as the global concessionaires. And so what that does is oftentimes we've seen a reduction in price, wholesale invoice price, to a smaller concessionaire be 30, 35 percent wow. of what they were paying previously. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, it really yeah. is remarkable, the, um, the invoice savings that a, a smaller concessionaire can see. Now, it's not all of them. You know, some of them are going to only see, you know, 5 to 10 or 12 percent reduction on some, on some products because they've been able to negotiate a better deal. But for some of them, it is just a, it's a really, really um, high savings to what they've been paying before. And, and uh, the small business, I mean, these are really thin margins. I mean, when you're talking even 5 to 10% on beverages, such a critical piece of, of your business, I mean, that's meaningful. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, because a little bit of an, an exponential is not the right word. And, and with your background, you can help me. But if you're saving, you know, a quarter on the, uh, you know, a, a quarter, you know, 25 cents per bottle, but you're still able to say, to sell it for two bucks, you know, it, it, incre- it increases your margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't say exponentially, but, but what do you call that when that happens? <laughs> Exponentially sounds good. Expon- Why not? <laughs> yeah. uh, but you, I mean, you're, you're obviously coming at this from the airport landscape, uh, but even, you know, a small restaurant chain accessing national account pricing or a small hospital system uh, being able to, uh, uh, to, to achieve the same pricing grids that the, the national for-profit hospitals are able to do. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, you're able to leverage the size and scale of the big guys and actually bring that, those benefits directly to you. Yeah. And what, so what, so a lot of people look at it and will say, oh, I get it because you're taking this airport, the mm-hmm. Dallas-Fort Worth airport or the Detroit International Airport, and you're bringing all that volume together and you're using that volume to get better pricing for those concessionaires. And that, that's part of the equation. But the other part is 
this preferred relationship that only the airport can guarantee to a Coke or Pepsi. So Coke or Pepsi knows they're getting this volume, but they also know that they're getting that preferred relationship or exclusivity. And that's one of the reasons that they'll lower the price also. So it really is, um, it, it's something that, you know, even a regional concessionaire or like you said, a, a, a regional hospital uh, chain or healthcare system, they could go to Coke or Pepsi and they could really negotiate the price. But unless they can offer that preferred or exclusive mm -hmm. platform for the beverage company, they really won't be able to drive those prices down like the global folks can. Yeah. All right. So the first benefit partnering with the beverage company is lower cost of goods, lower invoice pricing, wholesale invoice pricing. What's the second? Yeah. The second is, um, is really the service piece. Okay. So if you're running a, a restaurant in an airport and um, your fountain machine breaks, you know, for a day, it, 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 it is considerable profit loss to your restaurant. Decimate sales. Yes. Yeah. It, it negatively impacts sales. And so typically what happens with when an airport does uh, a pouring rights deal or a sponsorship agreement with a beverage company, that beverage company has somebody at the airport virtually every day. And a lot of times, almost all day, you know, or at least four or five hours a day. So when something goes wrong at a restaurant or at a news and gift shop, a cooler breaks, usually that, that gets fixed, I don't say almost immediately, but usually the window is within two to four hours. And you, so, so the airport is leveraging its size to get better service for its concessionaires. And if you're an individual concessionaire trying to call through, you know, work through Pepsi's equipment call center or Coke's equipment call center, it can be pretty frustrating. Mm -hmm. And what you get with, with a pouring rights deal is just a higher level of service for all of the concessionaires. And that's, usually, that's been a big benefit for a lot of the smaller folks. Okay. Well, great. So you can keep the machine running. Keep them running. All keep day. Running. Um, and if you have an issue, you get them resolved pretty quickly because you're no longer just a one small shop, you are part of a much bigger deal. Yeah. Well, and that, that leads to the third point is that um, the equipment mm -hmm. that you get, first of all, Coke and Pepsi will usually, every deal I've seen, provide uh, equipment for free to all the concessionaires. So a lot of times the smaller concessionaires may have to purchase equipment or purchase specialty equipment. In these deals, um, all the equipment is provided at no cost uh, to all the merchants or all the concessionaires, and it's typically new or like new. Mm -hmm. So you're getting, you know, new equipment that is state of the art that may use less electricity. Um, all of these other benefits that go go along with um, having this new or like new equipment, and it doesn't break down as much. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're not hearing rattling coolers, you're not seeing condensation inside of doors you're not seeing leaks and things like that mm -hmm. this equipment's coming in new most of it has you know a life a lifespan of eight to ten years so throughout the deal you've got good new equipment at no cost you know mm -hmm. free uh, to concessionaires the smaller uh, concessionaires really appreciate that because rather than having to spend you know seven to twelve thousand dollars on a cooler or um, you know, some other type of, of, of equipment, 
it's coming at no cost from, from Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, and this can be, I mean, th- tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment at every outlet. So it's not something to ignore or, or to take lightly. It's a really big benefit. So great. Cost of goods uh, will decrease. Uh, the service level will increase. The equipment will be provided at no charge. Uh, so there's a lot to love, but there's even more. Yeah, so um, when we look at uh, a, a beverage deal, and as we've, as we've put these together for airports, you know, we don't want um, negative financial implications for concessionaires, especially ACDBE, smaller regional, you know, our, those, those concessionaires. And we would like to see the beverage sales increase for them. And candidly, that's what Coke and Pepsi and beverage companies do best. So the, this fourth piece is through comprehensive marketing programs, uh, beverage sales increase for the smaller uh, and regional concessionaires. And the reason that that works is right now we kind of look at an airport as there are almost three different spaces. So, but you've got that digital advertising or advertising space. You've got these common areas where you can do experiential or customer engagement programs. And then you have the interior spaces or the lease spaces of the concessionaires. And what the beverage companies do when they've got, when they uh, have a preferred relationship with an airport, they invest in all three of those areas. So you're going to see them investing in digital advertising or wall wraps or other um, advertising or marketing in order to drive people into stores to purchase a beverage. Um, they're going to do customer engagement, whether it is you know, a sampling or some type of experiential uh, marketing in order to drive people into a, uh, a, a unit uh, to, to, to buy a beverage. And then inside those unit spaces, you're going to see point of sale, you're going to see neck hangers, you're going to see floor mats, you're going to see all of these incentives uh, put, put in by the beverage company in order to increase sales. And people will say, well, why do, why do Coke or Pepsi invest in marketing at an airport if they already have the exclusive or the preferred relationship with the airport? And the important thing to know is the only way that Coke or Pepsi make money off of that sponsorship is if they can keep sales increasing. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to invest money because they know that that money generates a return for them. It's selfish, right? But it helps everybody because it increases sales for the merchant, increases sales for Coke or Pepsi, and then the airport takes a little bit higher rent um, off of those gross sales. So it is, you know, whether it's uh, a planograms, whether it is point of sale, whether it's advertising, whether it's experiential, the beverage companies put forth a tremendous amount of effort to increase sales for the smaller operators. You know, the, the larger operators benefit also, but really the smaller operators who may not have, mm-hmm. you know, a national team doing their planograms for them or may not have a national marketing a rep uh, who can do a point of sale marketing for right. them the beverage companies come in and fill that gap for those uh, smaller operators. Well, good, Martin. This has been so helpful. Obviously, lots of benefits to go around. And I love how you framed it 
you know, it's a win-win-win, a win for the beverage company, a win for the, the big guys, a win for the small guys, a win for the airport, a win for the, the passenger or the customer. So any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, the, a lot of time, the pushback that we'll get from tenants or concessionaires is, you know, there's no way um, that this deal, can, the beverage deal can work without hurting us, without hurting the merchants. And we, I think we've got a good track record of showing that that's not true. Um, but the, the thought or the concept behind that is a lot of people say the pie's only so big, mm-hmm. you know, and X number of dollars have to go to the beverage company, X to the airport, uh, you know, Y to the merchant. And, and what we really stress is that it's, the pie gets bigger. You know, the beverage company, because you're putting together um, not only the volume and the impression, but some level of exclusivity or preferred relationship, the beverage company will put more money towards the airport uh, environment, you know, whether it's merchant reducing merchant prices or more funding for the airport, but the beverage company will increase the size of the pie if you put all three of those together. And that's what we do. And so when you think about a beverage deal and how, it, how, it, how the airport can make a little money off of it, but it not negatively impact tenants, it's because the, the size of the pie gets bigger. Perfect. Well, Martin, thank you so much. You're always a wealth of knowledge. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And uh, keep fighting the good fight for the Davids of the world, all right? That's right. I'll, <laughs> we'll reach into our, our, what is it, our bag and... Put on the magic ballet slippers and slay King Rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As a dad of three girls, I, mine are a little older, and we missed that. <laughs> our, our books were Pinkalicious. That was, I remember those were the favorites when they were growing up. All right. Well, thank you, Martin. I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Hope you found that informative. If you have a burning question about your beverage negotiation or partnership, we'd love to hear from you and answer it on this podcast. Reach out to us by emailing podcast at enlivenpartnership.com. And hey, before we sign off, I want to remind you that you can take both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership. You can level the playing field in your beverage negotiations, and you can save or make your company millions through a new or an improved beverage agreement. The first step is a free beverage opportunity analysis, which will tell you just how much you can save or you can make. Sign up for your free beverage opportunity analysis at enlivenpartnership.com and by clicking free savings estimate. On behalf of everyone here at Enliven, thanks for listening in.